0: This is episode number 273 with medical medium, Anthony William. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating. If you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. Anthony William, New York Times best selling author of Medical Medium, Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illnesses, and How to Finally Heal, was born with a unique ability to converse with the high level spirit who provides him with extraordinarily accurate health information that's often far ahead of its time. Since the age of four, when he shocked his family by announcing that his symptom-free grandmother had lung cancer, which medical testing soon confirmed, Anthony has been using his gifts to read, or what he says, scam people's bodies, to reveal conditions and tell them how to recover their health. He has also become an invaluable resource to doctors who need help solving their most difficult cases. His unprecedented accuracy and success rate as the medical medium have earned him the trust and love of hundreds of thousands worldwide, among them movie stars, rock stars, billionaires, professional athletes, best-selling authors, and countless other people from all walks of life who couldn't find a way to heal until he provided them with insights from spirit." Anthony has devoted his life to helping people overcome illness and disease. Nick and I are massive fans of Medical Medium and all his books, we've got all of them, the recipes in there, we've read them all, his podcast, it is such invaluable information, which is why I'm so excited to have him on the show today, because in this episode, we chat about what happened to him when he was four years old that changed his life forever. We also talk about how the spirit of compassion gave him advanced medical healing powers, how he got his tip on celery juice to cure so many different things, including back pain, his unconventional training and how he scans people's bodies for illnesses. Why after over 250,000 clients did he stop working one on one with people? the things you must avoid for Epic Health, the power of celery juice and why you need to add it to your life, why we have fruit fear and why we need to eat it, the secret weapon foods to add into your life, why you have to eat fruit to make fruit. I loved his take on this. The power of angels. Anthony talks a lot about praying to angels and calling on your angels. And I absolutely loved hearing him share about this. But there is so much more. And for everything that Anthony and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 273. And before we dive into this epic conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, it is from Nina Grill, and it's a five-star review titled Trailblazing Goddess. And Nina says... I've been listening to The Melissa Ambrosini Show since it first started, as well as reading Mastering Your Mango, and I'm halfway through Open Wide. Melissa is the most inspirational voice of women for our generation. Her messages are clear and concise, authentic, and inspire positivity and growth. Each guest on her podcast is a wealth of knowledge in their own area of expertise. Every guest is inspiring in their own right and provide clear takeaway messages thanks to Melissa's questions. Melissa is bursting with positivity, health, and abundance. Her energy and clarity is contagious. Thank you, Melissa, for all of the life lessons and reminders. Keep blazing this trail. Nina, thank you so much, truly. Thank you so much for that beautiful, heartfelt review. I am so grateful. I wish I could just jump through and give you the biggest cuddle right now. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that and for sharing so honestly and openly. I'm so grateful. And as a little thank you, I would love to gift you my Wildly Wealthy Guided Meditation. And that is for anyone who has left me a review. So all you have to do is take a screenshot of your review and email it to hello at melissaambrosini.com. And I want to gift you my wildly wealthy meditation just as a little thank you gift for taking the time to review the podcast. I'm so grateful. And if you want to get my Bursting with Love guided meditation, leave me a review on Amazon for Mastering Your Mean Girl or Open Wide or both and send me a screenshot and I will gift that to you as a little thank you for taking the time. I'm truly grateful for all the reviews. It means the world to me and it just means that we can keep getting more epic people on the podcast and it helps people find my books. So thank you so much. And now without further ado, let's bring on the one and only medical medium, Anthony William. Anthony, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning?
1: That's a really good question. Celery juice, 32 ounces. That's what I had. Um, then I cut open some oranges, <laughs> some really amazing oranges. And just, I don't know, I cut, up, cut open like four or six oranges at about an hour after that. Then probably, I think, it was a couple of hours after that, I decided to get a smoothie going. So I did the heavy metal detox smoothie, threw the wild blueberries in there, threw the, uh, the the blueberry powder in there, the wild blueberry powder in there, the spirulina, the Vimergy spirulina, the Vimergy barley grass, and just just you know threw a banana in there. I think I threw two in there that time. They were big bananas. And it's just it was a small smoothie. It was, just, it was just a quick thing on the run. And then the cilantro... I did put a lot of cilantro in it at that time. Like a, I have this really good cilantro, so I really rigged it and put a whole bunch. And then a few um, sprigs of dulse, Sorry, I call it sprigs, or a few strips of dulse and blended it up and bam, <laughs> it was great.
0: Oh, delicious. Well, I had my lemon water. Then about half an hour later, I had my celery juice. And then about half an hour later, I had my heavy metal detox smoothie. So we what? are like... We're, uh, I am vibing you right now so much. Yeah,
1: you got me beat though, because I I was out of lemons and didn't have the lemon water this morning. I was so (laughs) bummed out. Anyway, (laughs) Uh,
0: well, I am so excited to have you here. I'm such a fan of your work. My husband and I have been living by your protocols and mm. reading all of your books for the past year, and we just love it. But for those that might not have heard much about you, can you take us back to when you were four years old and tell us what happened to you that changed your life forever?
1: Yeah, it changed my life forever, and that's that's an understatement in the sense where I, I was I really couldn't run from it. There was no way to run, no way to hide from it. And it started out at age four, hearing a voice perfectly clear. And that voice was the spirit of compassion. So that's what I was told. And and that voice told me what was going on with my grandmother, told me what was going on with everybody else around me as far as what was happening in their health. And the sound from the voice isn't internally. It's not like inside of me. It's on the outside of my ear. So it just couldn't be shut off. It couldn't be turned off. And I could block it I could partially block it with my hands as if someone was talking to you. It's as loud as when a best friend is talking to you and or anyone is talking to you right there in front of you. Their voice is projecting out of their mouth and entering into your ear. That's exactly how it is. So it wasn't this kind of controllable thing where voices come and go inside your head or you know, some messages that you're channeling or something it has nothing to do with that. And I wish it did because my life would have been so much easier and that voice was just giving me advanced medical information, so extremely advanced medical information ahead of science and research. And I had no way of pushing it away or, or, or the whole thing. So basically the bottom line is, yeah, I mean, for, ex- for example, the, the, what happened when I was uh, in elementary school, and here I am, eight years old and I have a classmate next to me and Spirit of Compassion says, well, the classmate has meningitis. And so I told the teacher, I got up, I told the teacher that my classmate had meningitis and the teacher then, then asked the student what was going on, you know, and, and how, how did the student get the meningitis and why isn't the mom here and all this. Was, how, how come nobody knows about it? And the child was, was confused and said, I don't even know what that word is. He didn't even know what that word was or what that meant, and I said, "I said, I, and I said, no, he has a, an infection. He actually has an infection. He has a, a pathogenic infection, and it's 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 creating meningitis. It's creating what what is diagnosed as meningitis. All this information was coming through, and so she called in his parents, called in my parents, and we had to hash the whole thing out. The child was fine. Nothing wrong with the child. The Child felt great." you know, no one heard of why, you know, no one even heard of any talk of such a thing in the moment. And so the next day, um, he didn't come into school. He was in the hospital with 105 temperature and there was just no way around it. It was just there. And the information was going to come through whether I liked it or not. And so I had to, I had to work with it And and I wanted to be a normal child, but just you know, there's no way. There was no way around it, and I had to just do the best I could. That that's basically just one of the many stories, or one of the many things that have, that happened that I had to do, and um, it continued all the time, and I, and I had to help people because of it. So I would just, it would be people that my family knew, it'd be people that friends knew, it'd be people that was just always someone that had something going on with their health. Just like in 1975, I had to help a family member with a really bad back problem that would never go away with no answers for it. And that's when the celery juice came through. That's when the celery juice came through. Spirit of Compassion said, you have to juice celery. So we took a a beat up blender, one of those really old ones Back in the seventies, if you can imagine what kind of blender it might have been, it was nothing like we have now, right? <laughs>
0: yes. and,
1: and stuck celery in it and gr- tried to grind it up, which was a difficult task on its own with that blender because I'll never forget it. And then we strained it through a cheesecloth and made celery juice for his family member, and, and within hours. It was getting better. And there was no, you know, what's funny is someone told me, I remember uh somebody was telling me, well, maybe it was a placebo effect or something. No. The 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 family member didn't believe on any level in celery juice or celery itself or anything like that. I mean, it just it wasn't even a question of even thinking that in fact, it was quite the opposite. It was extremely skeptical on the celery juice. And like, there's no way. This is going to help. I, I don't force me to drink this this stuff. So, and, but it was improving the condition and improving in print days and days later. The back was like, it was like a miracle occurred. And so, and, and this is kind of like just, you know, part of how many things it's just like being, I've always said to being like being a stock boy in a grocery store, small grocery store at 12, 13, 14 years old. And, people would be pushing their carriages around and and I would be doing readings on them at that age. And I was building up my first clientele at that age. And so, because there's no way to escape it, I had to live with it, or meaning living without it meant not being here. So that meant, and you know, going through the the age of teen, the teens, it being really difficult for every teenager, I was really at a crossroads where, look, I, I don't know if I can stay here and do this and not live a life that I want to live and I want to do and I want to dream about. I don't want to make my entire life about about healing the suffering and healing the struggling and having to have advanced information. When I was seven, eight, nine years old, I was spouting out all how viruses worked, different varieties of viruses and different undiscovered viruses and pathogens and toxic heavy metals. That This was a bizarre phenomenon to anyone that even heard it, it was just, what are you talking about? And different conditions and diseases and how science research has fallen flat on on chronic illness and how women have suffered when they, when they really didn't have to because the system was set up in a way that disempowered them. Like all this information was coming through nonstop. And that's not even the information of when I had to do training where... And you know, someone might say, "Training? What do you mean? What did you train? What did you do? What school did you go?" No, I didn't train. I don't have a health coaching degree. I don't. I never, I'm not a doctor. I never went to. When, when I never went to medical school, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not any of that. I've never said I was. it there's and you know what's funny is the training I had to have was literally hard knocks. It was people struggling and suffering, knowing what was wrong with them and what they had to do in order to heal. And when I was, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, Spirit of Compassion said, you're going into the cemetery, and you're going to, you're going to go into the cemetery every day, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tell me, you know, how you think people died, and I'm going to also help you and give you information. I was literally doing readings on people that have died and gone, and, and they're in their graves, and. It was. It was like. It was like. Okay, this person died of a heart attack. This person died of a tragic accident. Did this, this? This person died of of you know of, a blood clot. This person died of this. This it. And it was. It, it was like that. And you know, it was never. There was nothing easy about it. Nothing easy about my life on that level. And and I've I've had to go through so much with spirit of compassion so I can help people. And. And that helped me do that. What happened was like the training in the cemeteries, which sounds so, I guess, so just scary. That was because Spirit of Compassion said, well, you can hear what I have to say, but I want you you to be in touch even more than that. I want you to be in touch even more than that. I want you to be able to to call some shots that you see that I can, I can give you this opportunity to work with you like this. So it would be people that were alive, people that were past, meaning like in, in the cemetery when they were past, of course, and then people that were alive where spirit would give me this opportunity to see in the body. Because what happened was spirit gives me the information and I hear it, but spirit sends down light at the same time. And that light, I have to push through people. You know, it's funny. It's, Many people have said to me, why do you wave your hands around their head? Or why do you wave your hands around their body? And it's because I never explain the process. You know, I never tell anybody really the process because it's not about it all about being me, 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 me. Oh, it's all about me, me, me. The medical medium, you know, it's it's never about that. It's about the people who are struggling, suffering, and then I do my technique, so to speak, but I never explained it because, you know, it, it just it should never be about me. It's just, it shouldn't. It should be about the person who's in need, person who's struggling, person who's suffering, and what I can do for them. And what happens is the reason why I wave my hands around someone like that, as I'm doing, as I'm listening to spirit, is because spirit's sending down light, and I'm going blind. I'm just seeing all white light, and I push the light around. And as I push that light around, it acts as almost like an MRI, an imaging scan, where I push that light through the person. I'm pushing the light literally through the person. And that's what I'm doing. But I never even like, really explained it. It's, it's, it's funny how things work. It was like, it, it, you know, and the, so the thing is, is it's always been about, it's always been about helping people with, with what spirit of compassion has done to me. I say done to me because basically saying no, you're not going to have the life you want. You're not going to have, you're not going to have the life. You know, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. It, Spirit of Compassion told me people are going to become sicker than you've ever ever can imagine, sicker than anyone has ever seen in the in history. I remember, I remember forty years ago hearing that from Spirit of Compassion. There's going to be more people sick with no answers from science and research than ever before in history coming up. And now I hear it from Spirit, and Spirit was right, and now I hear it from Spirit of Compassion where you just wait 10 more years, and and that's why these answers have to be here. 10 more years and it's gonna be far worse than it was in this last 20, 30. And everyone, has a symptom and it's gonna have a symptom. I mean, even influencers and in social media, it's not gonna be like it was where you're taking s- selfies of your vacations and you're, and you're talking about different things and talking about fashion and talking about all this. It's gonna be about your symptoms. Every single influencer in person on social media is gonna be talking about their symptoms, whatever that might be coming up in the next five years, six years, seven years. I mean, I've helped out individually over 250,000 individuals. I work 24-7. I never slept. And I, I was robbed of a lot of life of my own. People say to me, well, hey, how come you're not working out in the gym all the time and exercising? How come you're not big, buff, and all this stuff? Like, dude, I've been on call 24 hours a day for decades for the suffering and the chronically ill. I don't I would never focused on self-care. I never focused on, oh, okay, let me go into the sauna. Okay, wait, let me go into this. Let me do yoga for an hour and a half every day. Let me go into the gym for another hour and a half a day. And I worked on thirty to fifty people a day, had a twenty-four hour hotline, and and barely slept. My assistant woke me up through the night every night. There wasn't a night I ever slept all the way through ever when I was working with people. And And this is, this is the life that, that I've had to live. And, you know, am I okay with it? Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, it, it's still not pretty. doesn't come with, with, with the glory of anybody who would think it would come with. No, you know, there's, there's haters and there's critics. Critics are different than haters. Critics are actually amazing people. Critics are people that say, is this is this something I should try? Let me let me try it. You know, let me read his book. And that's a critic. That's why I love critics, because they go in skeptical and they say, let me read his book. And then they read the volumes of medical information that's advanced and never before seen. And because it's above research and science and it's above all the trends because it comes from spirit of compassion. It comes from it's not man-made. It's not man-made. All the trends are man-made, men-made, not women-made men-made when it comes down to the health realm. And that's something you understand, especially if you're a woman. It's like, okay, you know, it's important to know how these trends are tricky and how they're designed. It's not that men are tricky. It's just that it's not like these trends that we are that we've had to adopt and 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 that are coming from research and science are re, they're actually man made. And there's something to be concerned about that because when we're talking about the body attacking itself, and the body destroying itself. And that's what women are told every day. Women were told it was all hormones in 1945 and 1950. They were told it was all in their head that they were crazy. That was by the man-made rules. And now they're told, as your body's attacking itself in the 1952, 1953, 54, the theory of your body attacking itself, autoimmune which is all not true. And now they're being told it's all genes by man-made science research. That's, That's actually tainted, corrupt and thumb on the scale. So spirit of compassion has always told me we have to always think about the struggling and the suffering and the ones that have been kicked down in trouble. Now I want to talk about disempowerment in a little while. I haven't let you talk yet, but the thing is the spirit's with me right now. That's why. And Mm -hmm. spirit's telling me, well, you know, you want people to hear the message of, of what can help them. And, and, and this is part of it of knowing where this comes from. What happened was the waiting list got into the millions by 2014 and 2015. So I had to stop working with people and I had to get the books out. Spirit of Compassion said, you have to get the books out. You have to get that information out. And it's critical that it gets to people because chronic illness is rising so fast right now. We've, It's just unbelievable to the degree that it's rising. And when someone says, well, no, I'm not chronically ill. I'm not in my bed dying. I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm talking about migraines. I'm talking about headaches. I'm talking about aches and pains. I'm talking about sinus congestion. that won't go away ever. I'm talking about tingles and numbness, spasms, tremors, twitches. I'm talking about heart palpitations. I'm talking about fatigue. I'm talking about limb weakness. I'm talking about every all these things. You keep on going and going and going, and I'm talking about Hashimoto's and hypothyroid, hyperthyroid, diabetes, prediabetes, hypoglycemia. I'm talking about everything, and they're like, wait a minute, you're right, that's chronic illness. Wait, everybody has something wrong with them. Everybody's dealing with something. And we're supposed to pretend it's normal now. Endometriosis. Every woman's now getting endometriosis, fibromyalgia, fibroids. Uh, they're getting PCOS. They're getting all kinds of different conditions, gut problems, bloating, digestive problems, Crohn's, colitis, celiac, everybody's. So wait a minute. Is it acid reflux? We're supposed to actually think this is supposed to be normal now. See, we're being tricked again. I remember. I remember I did a lecture many years ago, and I opened up that lecture with that everybody was opening the lectures with. I was at a place everybody's over years and years. Ago, everybody was opening lectures with like, like, hey, you know, it's great to be here. We're going to talk about this great, you know, food and all this other stuff, and it was really uplifting. And I, of course, I'm like a downer. I went, I, I, I was up there, and I start the lecture with, "We're being tricked. We're being duped. The wool's been pulled over our eyes. We've been totally." pushed aside, swept under the carpet, and all these things. And people are like, what is he talking about? And what I was talking about was chronic illness to where it is, how we're being told that our body's destroying itself at this point by research and science, by precious research and science that everybody seems to protect like so crazily. Meanwhile, it's all theories, and it's all geared to just basically shame women and body shame them. And all this stuff is going on. And, you know, and it's about truth. And somebody says, well, I know, that's not, I know my truth. I'll be like, look, I'm not talking about my truth. I'm not talking about Anthony Williams' truth. I'm talking about up there. I'm talking about up there, that truth. I'm talking about the truth I hear the voice from. I'm talking about spirit of compassion, that truth. It's not my own belief system or my truth or anything. My truth probably wouldn't even be right. You know, like my personal opinions or my personal belief system that I want to adopt about something like how I'm drinking my herbal tea and the way I'm drinking it, that's, it doesn't even mean it's right. But Spirit of Compassion is, is right. And that truth is what I've had to listen to and say, okay, let's move Anthony Williams' opinion aside. Let's move his belief aside and let's move move his feelings aside and let's just get Spirit of Compassion's information. Get that truth out there so people have a chance to heal. Because when you're going to doctor, to doctor and doctor, I've worked with a lot of doctors, and I work with a lot of doctors now. Amazing people, because doctors are incredible. Doctors, practitioners, people that heal, they're incredible because they actually have compassion for the people, they, they're they in it because they want somebody better. And, you know, and when people have been to doctors and doctors, when their appointments are about doctors only, it's not about fun things, it's not like, For facials and other things and all kinds of cool things that, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be great. And it's, it's not about vacations and this and that. When people's lives are based upon doctor appointment after doctor appointment after doctor appointment, they've been to 20 neurologists and they're like, Oh my God, I think I'm dying. And there's really no answers. And, you know, when, when people go through that. That's, that's what it's about. It's what truth can I bring to make sure that I get people to rise out of the ashes and just out of the depths of darkness and despair and hopelessness and bring them to that place where you better believe you really can heal and not have to buy the BS that science and research has basically shoved down people's throats, which is your body attacking itself and destroying itself and your genes being faulty and bad because Apparently, science believes that our genes all went bad in the last ten years. Pretty interesting, I have to say. And then, you know, it's like no—the freedom ticket. Okay, getting out of the chains of chronic illness is about medical medium information and always has. And anybody who's a critic, I've always said, because critics are the best. Because once you get a critic to read that book and say, "Okay, I've read Liver Rescue," I've I've read. I've read Thyroid Healing. I know more now about Epstein-Barr Virus than ever has ever been known in history. And they read Liver Rescue and Thyroid Healing, they read Medical Medium Book One, and they say, you know what, I know a lot of people suffering, and you're right, science of research hasn't fixed everybody. They haven't, and being a critic when you're not really sick yet, just have a symptom or two, and you haven't experienced sickness, you you can you can be less open to it and but you but until you have like a real symptom something really holding you back, and then you wake up and you realize science and research doesn't have the answers they don't. How how do they? Two hundred and fifty million people are suffering and struggling and suffering and struggling with symptoms right now in the U.S. alone. I'm not talking about Australia. I'm not talking about you know the U.K. I'm not talking about anywhere else. And it's because. The answers aren't out there. Let's be open. Alternative medicine doesn't, let's be open. Let's not be, you know, alternative medicine is in denial. And they think science research has answers. It's incredible. Never mind conventional science. Never mind conventional medicine. It's both of them that are actually not helping out that great. They got things to offer without a doubt. I'm not tearing into that, but there's so many holes and so many problems.
0: I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, Blue Blocks. Now, if you follow me on social media, you will know that I love wearing my blue light blocking glasses every single day because they help alleviate digital eye strain, keep your hormones balanced, and help you get a deeper, more restorative sleep. I love Blue Blocks because they are backed by science and made in Australia, which means they are very high quality and not mass produced. All their glasses come in readers, prescription and non-prescription. And you can even send in your own frames and have them add their lens technology to your frames. And for every pair purchased, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision who then gift them to someone in need in the developing countries. How awesome is that? So, to get 15% off, head to blueblocks.com. That's B L U B L O X.com and enter the code Melissa at the checkout. Now, let's get back to the conversation. I have 45 million questions for you. This is just, thank you so much for sharing that. When Spirit of Compassion first came, Whispering in your ear, were you afraid? like were you scared? Were you confused? Were you like, what is going on? Did you have someone that guided you and mentored you?
1: No, there was nobody to guide me or mentor me <laughs> it was no there was I, I was in it alone. my mentor I was very lucky in one way because my mentor was spirit of compassion, and I was scared, but that was my mentor and and because it wasn't like the voice comes and goes. I'll give you a little bit of information now, scare the crap out of you and make you afraid. And then I disappear. And then you're lost <sighs> for a week before you hear it again. It wasn't like that. It's It was, it was right. just always there, mm-hmm. always there. So being always there, you know, that was my mentor. And at least I had that. I mean, I can't complain, you know, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. So he taught you how to scan bodies. Talk us through this process. I know you mentioned it a little bit before. I'm curious, could you do a scan on me or does it require like a lot of time and energy? How does it work?
1: Well, I mean, this a scan on you already happened. So that already that already happened. There's no way around it. If people are around me, it just comes through. Spirit tells me everything going on. So it, it's it's so if I'm around a crowd, if I'm somewhere else or whatever it is, it just comes through. There's it. It's not like I can shut it off. You know, mm-hmm. turn it on when I want. It doesn't happen. So it just it's already happened when we were talking.
0: Did, what came through? Can you share anything?
1: It, it wouldn't be fair. I used to I used to share it all the time. And it just wouldn't be fair to the amount of people that are suffering and struggling. Um, mm-hmm. There's sure. so many people out there that are. Just, I mean, just people laying in their beds with the worst problems. They got Vegas nerve problems, and they're they can't. Mm-hmm. They got high anxiety. They can't even climb into a car. They can't drive. They can't work. And 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 knowing that I'm doing a reading for you, or it's just it, would it's just not fair. I, I've uh, I've had I totally to come to that understand. level of understanding.
0: Of course, I totally understand, and I respect that. And you have huge celebrities like Miranda Kerr, Pharrell Williams, like Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro. You have celebrities and CEOs and New York Times bestselling authors from all around the world praising you and your work. So, can you tell us, like, I want to give the listeners things that they can do. Like, what are some of the life changing foods that we all need to start implementing into our diet?
1: Well, one thing is what to take out of the diet and yeah. without being so constricting either, like what to take out of the diet. And it's, it's not a guessing game with spirit of compassion. So it's not about, you know, you're, you're taking out this because, um, because somebody thinks this is bad. You're taking out this because science and research believes this might not be good about it. It's, it's not a belief system. So the foods that spirit of compassion wants out of somebody's diet, it, it's about what's going on with them. It's about what's happening. For example, eggs. Eggs are actually pathogen feeders. You know, they feed bugs. And so when people are dealing with, you know, one of the over 60 varieties of Epstein-Barr, and because Epstein-Barr just isn't one one variety, it's not one virus, it's over 60 varieties, and they have different appetites, and they, and they cause different problems. And some people get more severe chronic fatigue. Some people get just plain old fibromyalgia from Epstein-Barr. Some people get Hashimoto's. And so, but the whole point is, like for example, Epstein-Barr or even shingles or HHV6 or HHV1 or 2 or, or cytomegalovirus, HH, simplex 1, simplex 2, like I said, or anything else you know, the undiscovered HHVs and so many different mutations, they feed on something. They have to eat. It was, and, you know, when I look at it now, I say, spirit of compassion, you just blow me away because it's incredible information. When you're younger, you're just like, ah, just, you get numb to it. I remember being, you know, 12, 13 years old, spirit spirit's telling me all this information. And when you get older and you can really appreciate it more and you you can see how incredible the information is because the reason why I say, which is Spirit of Compassion is really saying you need to take the eggs out of your diet is because those eggs were raised in labs 80, 90 years ago to feed viruses that somehow escaped the labs and got into everybody in the human race and now is torturing everybody. And that taking eggs out, it was so critical because that's what fed, was feeding the viruses to begin with as they were raised in labs by science and research. And so, and Spirit of Compassion always says, well, science research doesn't want to come out of denial. They want to keep on telling women their body's attacking itself and not know, and not release the truth because the truth will just incriminate them because they're the ones that raise these bugs and release them. And that's advanced information from Spirit of Compassion. I heard that 35, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, because viruses eat and science research don't want you to know viruses eat. They don't want you to know that. I mean, I can't tell you how many different people in the field of the, of medicine said, well, viruses don't eat. I'd be like, well, how do you know? Because you were told that by science and research they don't eat because they eat. Every single living, living microorganism on this planet has to eat something or it won't survive. Sorry to break the news. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. what I said to you know these professionals. Sorry to break the news to you, and they're like, you're right, you're right. It makes total sense. And so, so eggs have to come out, and unless unless it's the only food you got. I mean, listen, if 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 you're somebody in Australia and you got a chicken coop and and you got organic eggs, I mean, of course they're organic because they're your own, and you're not going to be you know you're not going to be feeding them you know some kind of really highly pesticide you know ridden grain or something or whatever it is that you're going to give them, maybe you have no choice and you have to. Even so, if you got your own eggs and that's the way you survive, then I'm all for it. Then let's see if we can keep out a couple of other things. Let's see if we can keep out maybe something else. And I was going to, you know, and and but I'm all for it if it's the only way you can survive. And I respect that. And then maybe we can do things like trying to go after the viruses that are giving you symptoms in a different way. And and so but Eggs are critical to to get out of your system, because if you don't have a system, that's another. If you don't have a symptom, that's another story. Well, let's just say if you don't have a symptom, yeah, eggs won't be a problem. That's what's really funny. Someone said, "Well, hey, it's a belief system." He's talking about. No, no, no. If you don't have symptoms. If you're not really viral or bacterial, if you're not dealing with all this acne because acne is caused by streptococcus, that's actually medical medium information going all the way back and um, originated from Spirit of Compassion. It has no source other than that out there. But streptococcus is why we have acne, cystic acne. It's not hormones. It's not anything else. It's just you could get acne during your your menstrual cycle, because 80% of your immune system for a woman actually drops down, because it goes right to the reproductive system so that life can move on on the planet to protect the most precious resource there is. So, so that's why women's immune systems fluctuate constantly between menstrual cycles and ovulation. So they'll get the acne between it all. Puberty is another example. That's when our immune systems drop for both men and women during puberty. Our immune systems just basically crash. And we're, and we're all zinc deficient on the planet, so we can't keep our immune system strong. So we end up getting cystic acne, which is called strep, basically, which is, meaning, which is caused by streptococcus bacteria and the different many groups of strep and how many people carry it around and spread it around in general and they're antibiotic resistant for the most parts. They always stay in the system so you can't kill it off completely so you end up getting acne again or you end up getting something else again. But the whole point here is that When it comes down to what to eat, what to not eat, if you're not dealing with streptococcus causing you acne, then you could eat some eggs. If you're not dealing with any kind of high anxiety or any kind of different aches and pains and neck pain, back pain, tingles, numbness, trigeminal neuralgia, fibromyalgia, anything, neuropathy, anything that people deal with, then maybe you can eat some eggs. See, it's not about a belief system. It's about, no, this is about knowing the truth about what you should do or not to make sure you get better, and it doesn't come from me and it doesn't come from an article I read, and it doesn't come from a book I read, and it doesn't come from, it comes from up there. And if you read the medical medium books, you're not reading my information. You're not reading my information at all. I mean, I wish it was mine. I wish I can take the credit for once, <laughs> and I can't, but it it comes from up there. And and the same thing with gluten. Nobody knew what gluten did or why. Spiritual compassion's the only one that knew what gluten did. Everybody has ga- guesses and theories to why gluten causes problems, why that protein causes an allergenic response, why people have issues with it, how celiac works. It's all, that's all hypothetically. It's all theories. And there's no definitives in any of chronic illness and, and, and medicine in that level. And gluten actually causes problems because it feeds the bugs. And that's medical medium information, meaning that spirit of compassion's information is that, that gluten actually Feeds bugs and it feeds, and that's how it works and and same thing with dairy products, dairy products, everybody was like, well, you're lactose intolerant well what do you mean lactose intolerant? How's it even possible for science to prove that there's not even a test that truly proves it. Science and research can't go inside your body and all of a sudden get a reading onto what's going on inside your intestinal tract or anywhere else or any in your system and determine that you're really lactose intolerant That's actually not even possible that was actually a theory but we take these theories and we treat them like law and then we pass them around and then they become infectious and that's it but here's what it really is the dairy the proteins and the lactose in dairy feed pathogens so they actually feed bugs the gluten feeds bugs that's why we get sick or part of why we get sick you have to have the bugs to begin with we have to be feeding them And people, people can eat their whole life these things. And if they don't have any bugs in them, I mean, I've talked to people, they, I remember like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, talking to people that are 80 years old, 85 years old. They're like, I'm eating bread all I want. I've never had a problem. I don't have anything wrong with me. And of course, you know, when they're 94 years old, they'll, they'll drop dead of a heart attack or something, but they're, but we don't have too many of those around anymore everybody's getting the bugs, and they're all getting problems, they're all getting the toxic heavy metals, and they're all feeding feeding the bugs. And, you know, so, but there used to be, I'll never forget, it. I've been doing this for so long, even though people think I started yesterday or something. And I've been doing this so long, and I remember people then like, 85 years old, and they could eat all the eggs they want, and I wouldn't take their eggs away from them in a million years, because they didn't have the bugs that fed off the eggs. But now it's not like that if you got pcos and you're a, you're a woman if you eat eggs you feed the very virus that causes pcos and if you got you know fibroids you feed the very virus that that causes fibroids and it's sad when we're all hung up on protein, whether we're vegans or we're paleo or whether we're high protein or not, and it's so sad because that protein thing gets us in trouble because the first the first thing, recommendation you get as a young woman with PCOS is you better eat more eggs and get more protein and stay away from fruit or something. It's disastrous. I actually call it tragic. It's just going to speed up the process for more problems with, with, with the illness. It's just going to cause more problems. It's just going to, cause more harm and it's not any doctor's fault it's not any doctor's fault doctors are amazing people we have life-saving medicine i i know a lot of doctors i know surgeons and we have amazing amazing people in the world doing incredible things it's not about that it's about let's just not be in denial about what medical research and science has to offer with chronic illness which is virtually nothing and 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 you know, and, and let's learn about these troublemaker foods. I call troublemaker foods in my books. And, and if you're a skeptic or you're a critic or a hater, just, you know, read the books, read the books and, and just understand that when you read the books, understand what you're actually reading because that information isn't because it was done before. If you heard something in the books that you think came from somewhere else, it came from me first, before it came to somewhere else, as far as what's in those books. When you read those books, that information came from Spirit of Compassion, and it came from Spirit of Compassion many years ago. And so, the bottom line is, is that, what's the first thing to do, to your question originally? You wanna get out some of the bad foods. You know, troublemaker foods are calm, because they're not really bad, They're not bad foods. It's, they're troublemaker foods. And you could read about it in my books about troublemaker foods, and. What do you need to do? You got to get celery juice in there. Celery juice starts killing off pathogens. It starts destroying them. The sodium cluster salt starts ripping them apart. Hey, science research didn't discover it yet, but who cares? Because guess what? There's over 200, 300 million people globally drinking the celery juice right now, and they're killing off pathogens, and they're getting their lives back. And that celery juice, the sodium cluster salt's in there. A subgroup of sodium undiscovered by research and science actually goes to the brain, and it doesn't just help. It's not just an electrolyte. It's a complete electrolyte. It's not just one partial electrolyte. The sodium cluster salts are complete electrolytes. They get to the brain. They restore neurotransmitter chemicals. They help the neurons. They help rebuild neurons. They help loosen up toxic heavy metals that saturate neurons that cause people's anxiety and depression and Alzheimer's and memory loss and all kinds of other stuff. And yeah, it's advanced information, but it works. And Don't add anything into your celery juice. I'm going to throw out any tidbits I can for any new listeners or anybody who doesn't know me or does or not. Don't add things into your celery juice. This is a a prime example of what goes wrong when you have something so precious come from up above and it's supposed to be like it is plain celery juice and people add lemon into it, collagen in it, God forbid. They They add, you know, other things into it, they'll water into it, ice cubes, and they'll just add things into it, they'll dilute the sodium cluster salts, and it's, and, and, and you know what's sad is, if you're an influencer, you know, like you are, you, like you are, unless you're an influencer, I mean, it's a powerful thing to be an influencer, it's a big deal, and when you're an influencer, and you then tell 10,000 people that are following you, because they look up to you, and you're like, oh no, I put lemon in my celery juice every day, and And you don't read the books, and you don't know anything really about that. It it, it just then it robs somebody's chance. You get this one girl or one boy that's sitting somewhere with some serious symptoms developing, and they're getting really viral. And they got like Epstein Barr and shingles, and they're going to. And their mom and dad's taking them to doctor after doctor, and they they can't do college anymore. They can't start their lives. They can't go out, you know, and live their life. And then they hear put lemon in it, and they're not getting the results they get. Then they might shy away and not drink the celery juice. said, we just lost one more person to the hell that people go through on the internet looking for advanced, so-called advanced uh, alternative medicine stuff, and this and that, and all kinds of articles and ideas that are all out there. It's hush pasha noise, and that developed over the years. And then that's the sad part. That's the sad part.
0: I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, the Wild Olive, who produce the only true wild olive oil available in Australia. It's beyond organic and wild harvested from trees that are up to 2,000 years old and grown naturally in areas of southern Greece. Now, my skin loves this oil. I lather my body in it top to toe. My skin feels so soft and smooth. And it even cleared up some eczema that I had on one of my fingers, which is pretty cool. Now, these olives are loaded with natural polyphenol antioxidants. These naturally occurring nutrients have been proven to promote cardiovascular, digestive and skin health and also assist to regulate blood pressure, lower cholesterol and improve immunity and overall health. To get 15% off your first order, head to discoverthewildolivelive.com. Now, let's get back to this conversation. I want to talk about fruit fear. You talk a lot about this. I definitely, in the past, had fruit fear. And now, after reading all of your books, I eat so much organic fruit and I just love it. And I can't believe I denied myself it for so long because it's like nature's nature's candy. It's just so beautiful. And I feel incredible. And I live in a tropical climate and right now it's very warm. So we've got the mangoes and the papayas and all these beautiful fruits. So can you talk about fruit fear? What are the benefits of fruit and what it's doing to us to cut fruit out?
1: Well, no one ate any fruit. No one eats any fruit, so people just don't experience the benefits because they don't eat fruit. I mean, if you think an apple once a month is eating fruit, then I, I, I'm just perplexed, you know. And and that's the whole thing is is fruit has been shunned, and as if it's a problem
0: because of the sugar,
1: sugar because of mm. because of yeah, that's unbelievable. Mm. Our cells only we only stay alive because of sugar. And we We actually will die without sugar literally die uh, We we will lose our brain function, our brains will shrink our our glial cells won't even function it's sugar that keeps that's the whole point that's that's how why do you think people suffer with diabetes They can't get the sugar into their cells it's It's the only way we can sustain life is sugar has to enter a cell to keep it alive It's what our neurological systems actually feed off of, and when you see another example of this of misinformation and you're just like, how are we ever gonna get you know, I, I I wake up in the morning, I'm like at five o'clock in the morning I get up and I and I and I'm talking to spirit instantly, right when I wake up. And I say, How are we gonna do this? How are we how are we gonna actually like really save people when there's so much noise, like fruit's bad? When there's not even a single claim out of any of that that has any substantiality at at all on it, like, and and I'll be like, Spirit, just Spirit of Compassion, just remind me a little bit of what fruit does. And Spirit of Compassion says it saves lives. It's antiviral. It's antibacterial. Science and research doesn't look at fruit. They don't care about fruit. They think. Do you think they really? Do you think Farm Big Pharma wants you better? Everybody is smart enough to know that. And, they, you know, they don't want you better. It's got phytochemical compounds, undiscovered antioxidants. And that's what keeps us, it keeps us going. Because we oxidize, our tissue dies. It, it literally dies and oxidizes. That's how we age. We just, we just age and die, you know? And, you know, there's a running joke. I have a, a doctor friend of mine, and he's like, you know, you push yourself and work yourself so hard, you better be eating some fruit. And you better—I mean, you've been pushing yourself. You haven't slept in 30 years. You've been taking care of people. You're 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 writing these books, which is not easy because it's. I I, when I write these books, I'm not online, like looking up all these things online so I could put it in my book. I mean, I'm when I'm writing the books, I'm not writing the books. I'm listening to Spirit of Compassion. I got my eyes closed, basically half closed. I'm trying to listen, and then I'm writing word for word from Spirit of Compassion into the book itself, and and that's what I'm doing, and and so, you know, the whole thing about fruit is the minerals and all the, inf- the, the the phytochemical compounds, the antioxidants and everything, and I remember this doctor saying, you better be eating a lot of fruit, and it reminds me, even though spirit reminds me all the time, it's good to hear it from a friend or so, because the glucose, we need it for our brain function. That's how a diabetic goes into a coma, That's how the whole diabetic coma. That's how you. That's how when people are hypoglycemic, and they literally start shutting down and can't function if they're just hypoglycemic because they they can't get sugar in their cells because something's blocking it, like fat is blocking it or something else is blocking it in the bloodstream, and fats in the bloodstream and so forth, and they can't get it in, and they're getting insulin resistance all the time. They can't even get sugar, and you know sugar's not to blame. Sure, corn syrup is not good. It's horrifying. It's a million reasons why. You <laughs> that's just one thing. But and and yeah, you don't want processed table sugar. And you're not supposed to be, you know, chunking down like, you know, dehydrated, you know, raw sugar all the time and eating raw sugar. You're not supposed to be doing that. It's not, it's not really meant for that to happen like that. It's, but a piece of fruit isn't just sugar. It's got a, it's got some of that glucose in there. But it's got the antioxidants, got the phytochemical compounds, the antivirals, the antifungals, the antibacterials, the anti-everything. And and it's it's life-saving, it's lifelong. It, the, that's the longevity. If if I hear one more time, this hilarious. It makes me laugh. One more time about longevity and what, you know, what whatever about longevity. And fruit's not in the mix. It's just an embarrassment because if you if you don't know why these precious jewels have grown for us, the wild blueberries on the vines, why they're here, why the raspberries are here, why all these incredible fruits are here, how hydrating they are, how incredible they are, how they help with infertility, how they help for, for it, it it's, it's the fruit, what it can do for the reproductive system, keeping it so it doesn't dehydrate. I, I see people going around, I see women are going around doing coffee drinks all day long and then they eat like, some chicken at night and some vegetables and coffee drinks all day long. And they're not getting any, any antioxidants to the reproductive system. They're just, they're gonna age before their time like I've seen so many before. And it's like nothing changes, it's crazy, it's like, and and guys too, they just age before their time until their PSA is just out of control and everything else until they just drop dead of a heart attack. It's like aging before your time. Because fruit wasn't even in the mix. It wasn't even in the picture in people's lives. And if fruit's behind everybody's sickness, condition, disease, and and everything else, that's a really interesting claim because no one eats fruit. What, a strawberry shortcake? A strawberry short What, blueberry and a blueberry muffin? Apples here and there? Um, Some kind of fruit dish? I don't know what people are talking about. Because over the years, nobody ate any fruit. I've talked to 250,000 individuals alone, never mind all the millions of people the books have reached and everything. People really didn't eat fruit. And they're sick. They're really sick. because And fruit's one thing. Leafy greens is the other. Like, And basically the bottom line is is that between fruits and leafy greens, you got two of those secret weapons right there. And you bring in herbs. Now you bring in herbs like cilantro and you bring in herbs like, like celery juice. And, I, and you know, and someone might say, "Hey, Anthony, William, you know, since everybody knew about cilantro all this time." I go, well, "Wait a minute, it, cilantro doesn't take out toxic heavy metals on its own. So good, it needs help. That's why the medical medium heavy metal detox smoothie that I had this morning, and that you're drinking, it has five things in it that have to work together because metal can fall, it can fall. That's that's information from Spirit of Compassion. See." People think, oh, what does he know about metals or what? Now, first of all, the whole talk about toxic heavy metals being in us and and how they feed pathogens and everything else—really, it birthed itself from the whole thing of Spirit of the Passion saying that toxic heavy metals feed bugs, and 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 the desire of of me having to to, to, to basically trying to get people the metals out of them. And that's where really it just spurred on for all the thousands of people. I said, no, those metals have to come out of you. And when people then say, well, okay, let's talk about metals because Anthony Williams talking about metals, Corella is the way to get metals out. Actually, it's disastrous. Corella's, Corella is that irresponsible, not the person recommending Corella. That person's not irresponsible. The person just doesn't know. The person's trying to be responsible. And, but Corella itself is irresponsible because if it does, dislodge a little bit of metal it drops it right away it moves it and drops it a little bit over and so cilantro could possibly drop it too but it needs something else so the heavy metal detox smoothie has the cilantro in it the dulce in it the barley grass juice powder it has the it has the uh the vimergy spirulina and it has it has the things that you need in there and the wild blueberries and they all work together in making sure they dislodge something, carry it all the way to the end until it leaves the body. And that spirit of compassion's information about getting metals out of us. So back to the whole fruit thing. It's critical because frozen wild blueberries or if you get fresh wild blueberries or any kind of wild blueberry, that fruit, can literally help truly dislodge toxic heavy metals, restore damaged tissue because of its antioxidants that are undiscovered by research and science. Help along with the spirulina and the and the and the the uh, cilantro and other things to pull out of the body. And then when you're doing something like celery juice, another powerful herb, it's another ticket out of chronic illness to help flush it out and, and bind onto it, disarm it. So back to fruit. Fruits just fruits is one saving grace. Another saving grace is those leafy greens. And then which the mineral salts and everything else that different mineral salts that are in leafy greens, different trace minerals and different things. And then you got herbs like cilantro and you got celery juice and so forth. It's like these saving graces are huge to get people better. And then when you take away, you take away foods that feed pathogens. And you really get those out. Someone might say, oh, I did medical medium information, it didn't help me, but they've been eating eggs like once every two weeks, so it's not gonna cut it. The minute you start moving forward, you yeah, you can set yourself back. Bringing eggs again, you can set yourself back, because it takes a little time to weed these things out, because these pathogens sit inside of our liver. And they cause nothing but trouble. We get stagnant, sluggish livers. We get the heart palpitations because of it. We get the high cholesterol. We get the high blood pressure because of it. We get all kinds of different issues along the way because our livers get so stagnant, and sluggish. But back to fruit, it's it's truly, truly disheartening and sad when it's basically ripped away from us because of misinformation out there. Misinformation, I remember when it first started where fruit was bad. That came from once again, men, men trying to stop women, men in the health field that were all into fruit's bad for you, fruit's bad for you. It's sugar, it's sugar. And it robbed women of a chance to actually heal throughout the years. Because I know so many women that have said, thank God I've actually brought fruit into my life because it literally has turned my life around. I've been suffering. I've had the worst problems. I've gone to every doctor and and literally by bringing fruit back in and, and eliminating a few things that I was told was good for me, it changed everything with my fibroids. It changed everything with polyps. It changed everything with cysts. It changed everything with these things. And, and, and I was being told by who in the end, like some rumor that turned into a trend that fruit's bad and sugar's bad that started. And, and so, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. The fruit thing is just crazy.
0: It is so crazy. And I love that you say you've got to eat fruit to make fruit. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, that means that's that's basically that's basically a reproductive system because that's what you're producing basically is a fruit. You know, you're talking about the womb, you're talking about it being a flower. And then what happens? The flower gets pollinated. And, you know, and and then you produce a fruit. There's a lot of similarities on how earth works, planet earth works. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities to how life just keeps on renewing here. The fruit plays that role. It wasn't, it wasn't here on this planet. So we can avoid it. You know, cranberries growing on bushes and currants growing on bushes and, and raspberries, blackberries, blueberries and apples, ancient apples growing across the land and and all the fruits, there were sweet fruits back then thousands of years ago. There's always been sweet fruit. I love, love how the anti-fruit people are like, well, no, there was no sweet fruit back then. Oh, you were back then? Oh, you you were you were there? You were there 10,000 years ago? You know there was not a sweet fruit around? There's reports. There's reports. People a few hundred years ago in, in, in England, there's sweet apples on trees. I mean, there's no what there's no for okay, so it just come there was no f- sweet fruit, I guess, going all the way back possibly, and the, it's just the arguments are all weak to why you should eat fruit. You can really pick them apart. I've had somebody say, "Well, you know what? I'd love to get a piece, of Anthony William. I'd love to get a piece of him and tell him a su- thing or two about fruit." And I I, I remember at this one person said, "Okay, talk to me. I want to hear about it. What what's going on?" And they were rambling off on how it was so bad for you. And, and I was like, look, look, look at this, check this out. And I went through it, you know, all of it, this person, they're like, you know what? I got to be open to it because I didn't even think about all those things. And, and, you know, so, but that's, we just get thrown into that. It's just sad. But, you know, look, it doesn't mean you should be living off of fruit and that's the only thing you should eat. I never told anybody they should be, they should be a fruitarian. I never told anybody they should be a fruitarian. We're just fruit and fruit alone and only fruit. And I always said if there are times when we have to use fruit to heal, when you get food poisoning and you get all kinds of other problems, absolutely. I mean, I've seen people come out of the depths of darkness with papaya alone, using papaya and then bringing in the celery juice to to actually make the balance until they can start eating more foods. I've used them therapeutically to save lives. I remember years ago, a child that couldn't, Eat anything, but banana was the only thing the child could eat, or the child literally couldn't eat a thing. And, and, and the doctors are like, finally, like, okay, put him on banana. And he went on banana and it saved his life. I've seen, I've seen what fruit can do. And, and if we rob people of even being open to it because it's an instant shutdown, like no fruit, then, and how are we going to get PCOS better? How are we gonna get fibroids better? How we get fertility issues? How are we gonna get all kinds of different conditions? How are we gonna get antivirals and antibacterials in us? Because they come from fruits and they come from leafy greens and they come from other things, but fruits are so important and herbs too. But that's the fruit that's some of the fruit talk, but I can go on for hours about fruit.
0: <laughs> I I totally agree. Is there a specific number that you recommend people should eat each day, or is it just whatever your body feels?
1: Look, I mean the bottom line is, it all depends. You know, I would go to I would go to Life Changing Foods. I would go to my book, Medical Meeting, Life Changing Foods, and get some really good ideas, especially in fertility. Read the fertility chapter. That's something interesting that could be really helpful for so many people. And and then, but in general, as how, how much fruit is, it depends. Have, if you don't eat any at all, then just bring in some to start with. Because people are afraid, too. If they haven't eaten any, then they get afraid. And so bring in a little bit, bring in a little bit at a time. Take your baby steps. You know, I've been saying baby steps for years for people for a reason because we get stuck in belief systems. We get scared to death. And I have to take that in account of, of, you know, what someone's feeling emotionally and, and mentally and everything and, and where they're at in their life. But, you know, one banana can scare you know, somebody will scare the dickens out of somebody, one banana. So, you know, you just take a little bit of time. If you're someone that likes fruit and you always did because you had some before and you're like, whoa, these strawberries are amazing. Well, these bananas are incredible. Wow. This smoothie tastes good. Then bring in more.
0: Mm, beautiful. I've got a couple more questions for you if you have the time.
1: Yeah, I have the time. I'm here.
0: Oh, beautiful. I love that you also talk about angels and the archangels and that we should pray to them. So for someone who's listening, who has never prayed to an archangel or even spoken to one, where should they start and why should they start?
1: Well, if you, if you read Medical Medium book one, you'll learn, learn a lot of things about angels. That was information that was given to me from Spirit of Compassion. And there are angels that aren't even the archangels. And that's what's amazing. So a, a whole bunch of different varieties of angels that are out there that I've been told by Spirit of Compassion exist. And angels are incredible because the angel of mercy is, is an angel that I've called upon to help people throughout the years, people that are really suffering and struggling because there's, there's peace that can be obtained from asking the angelic realm for help. And I always say, ask out loud. Ask out loud. That's what I've always said. You know, and if you can't ask out loud, and 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 the angels will know you can't. If you're too sick to even ask out loud or whisper it, then it's another story. But I've always said, just you know, speak out loud and ask for the angelic help. Ask for angels to help. I've always seen it be helpful, and I always and I always recommend and tell people to just always do that. And if you want to learn more about the Medical Medium Book One, has so much angel information. So great.
0: Yeah, it is great, and I absolutely love it. As young as possible, we get this information into people's hands, the better.
1: Well, the, well, the, the problem is, is, that, is that even in all the alternative medicine and the information that's out there and everything, the belief is still your body attacks itself, causing autoimmune. So it's, how do we get away from that? I mean, the only, the only books that have ever spoke that it's not that theory and it's, it's some other truth has been the medical medium book. So, so even if, even if there's you know a great healthy book out there, they still believe either personally or their practitioners that they're best friends with believe it, or the book itself is geared around it that your body destroys itself, that your body's immune system attacks its glands, creates an auto antibody and destroys its glands, in which none of that is true or been proven, not even proved. That that information came out in 1950s. I mean, how did they know what was going on in 1950? They didn't and, and they still keep that same old theory. So every woman is disempowered and told that their body's destroying itself and told that their body's immune system is attacking itself by alternative and conventional. None, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's almost like you're doing different things, but it's the same boss. It's the same mob boss, but you're doing this but you're doing you're doing different things. Somebody might be into this therapy and this alternative book and different, but yet the belief above it is is always like, well, wait a minute. Autoimmune is your immune system going after its glands and organs or skin, like eczema, and psoriasis, and destroying it. And there's no cure. There's no there's no true you know understanding of it. Whatever, it's just your body's attacking itself. So when we're in that zone, there's no freedom. There's really not a lot of freedom, and that's the problem. And men are sick too now. It wasn't just women. Now we got men that are sick with this and they're being told they have autoimmune disease. And so it's affecting men. It's with children and men and, and it's disastrous. So if, and, and genes too, you can like pick up an alternative medicine book and it looks pretty good. It's got some cute recipes in it and it's talking about some great things. And all of a sudden, you know, they still believe genes is why you're sick as a woman or a man. And they still believe your body's attacking, destroying itself or better, worse yet, they believe you're creating it and manifesting it. So try telling a 19 year old who's as a happy, you know, woman or happy young man and try to tell them that the reason why they're sick and the doctors don't have answers and their body's attacking itself or they have symptoms because they're manifesting. They're not manifesting their best selves or they're not, they're not, they're creating it and with their thoughts or whatever it is, that's really a disaster. That's happening now too. So when you deal with that, so where do you find a book that doesn't have little bits and pieces of poison in it that still hold people back? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's great books out there. I I, I do I, all this stuff. I'm just saying, you ha- I, I always tell people that's that's a great book, but try to discern try to discern, you know, what's going on and 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 everything, you know. So, but look, I love a lot of books. You know, I love the work you do, I love the work other people do. I love I just I love the work that's out there. It's just I what I'm saying is is that how do we not like let something bad in the door? And, you know, meaning like something really really disempowering in the door like basically saying yeah, your body's destroying itself. You're not going to heal. And the hopelessness that comes with that I have moms that tell me all the time, I came back from the doctor's office with my 16-year-old daughter and 17-year-old son and they both have thyroid problems and they went to the internet right when they got home and they looked it up and their body was destroying itself, they said. And one of them had a meltdown. You could not believe one of the children had a meltdown. You could not believe saying, well, how am I gonna live my life when my body's immune system is destroying itself? It was epic. It was epic disaster like tragic it took so much emotional counseling the mom told me by so many professionals to try to get those children to just get above water and when I heard that I said something's got to change so I'm a little more cautious to what I recommend now I can't just jump real quick into that question and be like oh recommend this book and that book and this book because what if it has either you created it by making it all in your, it's all in your head and you just, you you did it with your bad thoughts or what if your body's attacking itself? So I, I just don't know where to go. I, I want authors to just start opening the door to maybe it's not what 1952, 1953 science research theory was or maybe it's not, it's all in your head because no one had answers so people believe you manifest your illness now because no one had answers, you know, anyway. Like, what if it's something else? I just want authors to be more open. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Mm, Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. It's so, uh, you know, it's happened to me and it's happened to my husband where a doctor says one thing and the dark spiral that you go into, it is not helpful at all. So I can totally relate. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's very helpless. You feel helpless when you when you get the diagnosis that your body's attacking itself. Okay, well, cool. What am I meant to do with that? So I can totally relate.
1: It's like it look, look, even Lyme disease, it was always considered bacterial. So at least people had an answer. You know, it was like the the reason why Lyme disease was was so it was so relieving to know that it was bacterial was was because you felt like you had an answer. Everybody had all these aches and pains and all these problems and all these neurological symptoms and and all of this. And then, you know, they were told, wait a minute, it's Lyme disease, it's this bacteria. And everybody was like, I knew I had something wrong with me. This is over the years, decades ago. I knew I had something wrong with me. And because the industry wasn't correct, and it wasn't bacterial in the end, and now the medical medium information has pushed the industry to have to stick it in autoimmune because now they, they, under, they under everybody's noses, they took Lyme disease, and they put neurological Lyme, neurological Lyme in the autoimmune category now. They put it there, but the problem is with putting it there is it means they didn't know it was wrong with people and it wasn't bacterial, so the industry, big pharma, is actually admitting, meaning all all the sciences, alternative and conventional, is admitting that they might have been wrong about it being bacterial. And it's kind of, it's a catch-22. It means, oh no, if it wasn't bacterial, then what was wrong? Now it's my body attacking itself. It's autoimmune. And the medical medium information has always said it's viral because the viruses create neurotoxins. Neurotoxins damage the nerves, and that's why you get neurological Lyme symptoms. And bacteria doesn't cause that. Bacteria cannot create a neurotoxin. It just can't create a neurotoxin. It can't create the tingles, the numbness, the weak limbs, the severe fatigue, the floaters in the eyes and all these other things. And Borrelia and Bartonella and Babesia, they're not superbugs. Superbugs are MRSA and MRSA die with antibiotics. I have so many people I've known that come to me and been like, oh my God, I I got... I got MRSA, and yeah, it took a couple of rounds of antibiotics, but we we nailed it. It was gone. We got rid of it. I, I I'm better. Well, it took some people say it's just one round of antibiotics, and MRSA went away. And MRSA is a super bug, and it's antibiotic resistant. And Borrelia, and Bartonella, they're not super bugs. They're not. They're not that antibiotic resistant. They're not super bugs, and they're not at all. They kill easy with antibiotics. So. It was never bacteria to why people were suffering with all the different symptoms and conditions. They were suffering with neurological symptoms and conditions and people lost their lives with antibiotics. they—I, My God, I've talked to so many different doctors too over the years. People have lost their lives doing antibiotic treatments with Lyme for the last 35 years and, and it was never bacteria. That's why. Antibiotics. You know it was a way for the industry to make money because when if you had to diagnose it as as bacterial in order to make money because the only treatment they had big pharma they had in the seventies and the eighties was antibiotics they didn't have any other treatment or any other viable solution, so they had to push the antibiotic theory and meaning that the the bacterial theory and the antibiotics on them and then the lab the the uh the lime labs had to create inflammation tests, where they can plug in the name of the bacteria, but yet they're not seeing bacteria. I know because I talked to lab technicians. And what it is, it's it's like a C-reactive protein or an ANA antinuclear antigen test or a PSA, and it's like it's literally an inflammatory test, is what the Lyme tests are, and it confuses everybody and no one realizes it, and then they plug in the name of the bacteria next to the level of the inflammation, so then someone thinks they have Borrelia in them. They don't even have Borrelia in them. It was always viral. It's how the industry has been. Now they put, because of medical medium books, millions of books getting around the world and into doctor's offices, the and so many people healing with Lyme disease over the years from the medical medium information, now they put Lyme disease in the autoimmune category, which blames their body now. So now they're not being blamed that it's bacterial. Now Lyme disease is your body attacking itself, which really means the industry doesn't know what it is anymore and it's viral now. And that's what it means. It means it's actually viral. And the industry doesn't know what's viral. The industry just sticks it in autoimmune. And so everybody thinks the body's attacking itself. Everybody thinks, but it it leads it to a place now where, okay, now we're more lost in a way than we were before. At least people, even though it wasn't working when it was said it was bacterial, at least when they were told it was a bacteria, they actually had some relief knowing there was something wrong with them back in the 80s and 90s and and 2000s. Now, it's like everybody's lost. Lyme disease suffers. They can't get the relief they need and the whole bit. And so what happens is, the bottom line is, There is relief. You can heal. It is viral. Doctors are actually treating it like it's viral in many cases because of the medical medium books and information. And so the bottom line is, though, it it was pushed into that category of autoimmune where the body's attacking itself. And the whole bit. But anyway, I mean it's it more about Lyme disease, you can just, you know, you can go to the books, you'll learn more and more about Lyme disease and how it works. And you do have a chance to heal with Lyme. Because it's not your body attacking itself. It's not. And there really is a real reason that doesn't require, you know, so much what pete's viral and it doesn't require what people went through before. But um I think I ran you out of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. It's This has been so incredible. And I have one more question for you. I want to know what I personally and the listeners can do to serve you. You serve so many. You and Spirit are giving so much to the world with the books and everything that you do. So how can we give back to you and Spirit?
1: Try to keep that compassion in your heart like you already are. And if you're somebody that feels good, if you're somebody that feels good, you're not dealing with too many other things, not dealing with a lot. Always, always try to see what it's always try to picture what it's like in their shoes, the people that are struggling and suffering, and and try to get in touch with that a little bit because there's so many people that don't have, they they lose so many different things that they want to do in their life and everything else, and they have to. I mean, it's really about helping others and being open to it. And that's a, that's a big deal all in its own is to know that people are struggling and suffering and that, and that, you know, be open to that, be open to what they're going through. And, and what that does is it, it helps your soul in so many ways by helping others in this way. And then healing can really happen because then all of a sudden you'll be like, wait a minute there's this, look, you, you'll you want to help out more and maybe help somebody. Maybe they'll be more receptive and they'll, they'll feel the compassion and be more receptive to the information you're giving them. And there's this, you know, communication occurring. So many people have been through so much. They kind of shut themselves down and they cut of shut themselves out because they've been to so many doctors and practitioners and their family members are tired of hearing about all the doctor's appointments and the different pains and aches and pains that they have and the different symptoms and you know, so many people, they, what I mean is emotionally, mentally, and physically been through so much with their illness. Keep that in mind if you're somebody that feels pretty good or feels great and always keep that in mind. I always find that that re, it's what it means is you got their back. You know what I mean? You believe in them and you know they've struggled and you know their symptoms are real and you know they've been through a lot. That. That alone is is powerful. I always tell people try to do that. And anybody who's suffering out there, struggling, or have symptoms or anything, just know that I got your back and that I stand behind you 100. And I believe in you. And and I want you to do the same if you can for the other people out there.
0: Mm, beautiful. We will definitely do that. It makes such a difference. Just having knowing someone believes in you, knowing someone has got your back, knowing someone believes that you can do it is so powerful and makes such a difference especially on this healing journey so thank you so much for not only sharing today with us but for all the incredible work that you and Spirit do I am so grateful I'm so glad I stumbled across your work I mean how can you not it's it's everywhere so thank you so much for all the books and the podcast and everything that you do and for sharing with us today, I'm so grateful we've been able to have this time together.
1: Well, bless your heart. It's an honor to be here. And yeah, it's an, it's an amazing time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So glad I, I, I was here today.
0: Wasn't that amazing? Holy moly, guys. That was so epic. And I just wanted to let you know that before we started recording, we were chatting. And then also after we stopped recording, we were chatting. And he is so genuine, so kind. He truly wants to help. He is truly of service. And I'm so grateful that you guys got to hear his wisdom today. He also shared with me that he very, very rarely does podcast interviews. He said he does like one a year. And he chose to come on this show because he loves what we're all about here. So I'm so grateful. And I hope you guys got a lot out of this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave me a review in iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that you could potentially be the review of the week for next week. And don't forget to email me your screenshot of your review to hello at melissarambrosini.com. And as a thank you gift, I will send you my wildly wealthy meditation. Also, don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at melissaambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I can't wait to hear what you guys got out of this episode. I'm so excited and I absolutely love reading what you all share. So please come and share it with me. And for everything that Anthony and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 273. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your social media. You can email it to them, text it to them. Just do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. This is vital information that everyone can benefit from. So please share it with them. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a
1: dirty word.